Hi, everyone. I'm Susan Harrow, media coach, marketing strategist, and author of the best-selling book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. I'm also CEO of PRSecrets.com, and I want to welcome you to the Be a Media Darling podcast. Join us on BeAMediaDarling.com and PRSecrets.com, where you'll get free goodies and also the resources that we mention in each episode, as well as other delightful things that will help you shine in the media spotlight. On Fly Your Freak Flag Friday, gosh, that is so hard to say sometimes, and I think it's also super hard sometimes to be ourselves. That seems to be one of the hardest things that people find to do, but who else can we be? We'll discuss how to keep steady and be yourself during a radio, TV, or print, or podcast interview, or whenever you're in the spotlight or under pressure. I'll show you how to let your spirit and your personality shine through in any situation without selling your soul. So tune in every Friday for ways to stay original, keep your quirks, and live into what Dr. Seuss says, which is, why fit in when you were born to stand out? Hi, everyone. It's Susan Harrow, media coach, marketing strategist, and author of Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. And I'm here today with Lisa Lynn Adams, who is a success and mindset coach, business consultant, and online marketing strategist. She's also the author of Blissful Awakening, Soul Surfing to Success, which I love that title, Lisa. That's just so, (laughs) it's a great title. And she's also co-authored another book named Stepping Stones to Success. So she's obviously all about success. We've got these great words in here. Lisa's had great success helping women turn their purpose into prosperity. Also building online businesses that offer them the freedom to work from anywhere in the world. And not only helping women create a profitable business that they love, but also making a meaningful difference in the world, which is really wonderful. And I was talking to Lisa because I was really marveling at two things that we're going to be covering today. Number one, how she built her Twitter following in, was it two months to 15,000? It was very short order, right? Yeah, yeah. And then how she's created Facebook groups and used that to also build her business to have a number of new clients that have given her, was it $30,000 worth of business or are you up a little more now? I remember the last it, time we talked. Closer to about 40000 So $40,000 in business. And the remarkable thing is that she had just gotten her website up and is growing her email list, but she does not have a large email list yet. However, she's got great popularity in these two areas, Twitter and Facebook. So we'll first touch on Twitter and then we'll move to Facebook because you've got a fascinating strategy. So let's start with Twitter first. Yeah. So how did you go from zero to 15,000 in a couple of months? Well, right off the bat, I knew to focus on Twitter. I found it as probably the easiest way to find engagement and get impressions with my tweets. So obviously using hashtags, and we all hear so much about hashtags, but it's knowing the right ones to use for your specific niche. So if you are in the business realm, you definitely want to be using hashtags such as entrepreneur, marketing, mompreneur, if you are targeting women, female entrepreneur, that's also another very popular one, or boss babe. There's actually a big list that you can find if you Google, you can find some sort of attachment online that will give you specific hashtags for whatever target market you're in. Google is an amazing thing. That's so great. Yeah, and also you use specific hashtags. I think you use other specific ones too, right, for your area. What are some of the other ones that you like honed in on? So I've definitely been using ones such as consciousness, mindset, success, 
If you're looking for things to post, success quotes are by far the most popular and you will always get the most engagement. There's this little tool called Twit Jukebox. And what it does is it will spit out different tweets that you've programmed into the app itself and it will go all day and you can set them up for weeks in advance. You literally don't even have to think about Twitter or question what you're going to be posting for a very long period of time. And we'll post all of these links on the blog as well in the information area. Did you call it Twit Jukebox, J-U-K-E? Yes. So is yeah. that like Sprout or Sprout Social? Is it just a scheduling tool? It's a scheduling tool. It's got a few different options. And another thing, this is actually something really important to think about. We have all these blog posts from years ago that are not being read anymore and they've kind of been lost in the past. So what you can do is you can program different blog posts to come out every single day. So I have a different one for each day of the week. So I'm going back as far as, you know, the ones that I know that were most popular that people can continue to read. And when you include hashtags, which people are constantly looking up, you can have, you know, draw a lot of traffic to your websites, to older blogs. So are you also scheduling? So what I'm hearing you say is this is a scheduling tool. Is it free or is this one paid? It is. Yeah, it's absolutely free. Oh, it's free. Wow. Okay. Because we had Sprout Social, which we used for a while. So when you schedule these blog posts too, do you put images with them? Is it, can it post images with them as well? Yeah, absolutely. You can post any image, you know, as well as you can have your Instagram go onto Twitter and also your freebie. So if your intention is to grow your list, And let's say you have multiple freebies, which I highly recommend, you know, don't just have one or two, create one for every single blog that you have. I call it your read magnet. So your blog magnet, essentially, that'll go into your lead magnet. So you can post a different freebie every single day with hashtags, as well as your audience that are going to, you know, essentially, hopefully be really interested in what it is that you're sharing. Wow. So let me just recap really quickly. Use jukebox, go through your blog posts and find the most popular ones and post them or some of your old ones and then connect a free offer to every blog post. Also attach an image and I love that you called it your read magnet, which is really great. I love that expression. So that's fantastic. And you want them to be related. So if it is on a specific topic, you already know that they're interested in that topic because they clicked on it. And then they can go deeper with that topic with something that they have to opt in for. Yeah, that's great. So make sure that your opt-in relates exactly to your post because that deepens interest. So that's great. Mm -hmm. And use hashtags. Use the appropriate hashtags. What else have you... I mean, that's a great strategy. I love that. And that you can program that in, like do it all in one sitting for a couple of hours, right? You know, so then you've got it set for the month. Absolutely. And if you have a VA, you know, you can send over some of your favorite quotes and have them, you know, help out. I'm all about leveraging time. (laughs) Yeah. Another of my favorite tools is called Crowdfire. And what it is, it's, you know, essentially a tool that will let you know who is engaging with your tweets, who's following you and who isn't. So let's say you're very familiar with who is in your target market. They have the exact same tribe and audience that you want to reach out to. So, you know, checking out what they're tweeting about, education is everything. Knowledge is power. So the more that you know about what others are doing, the more successful you will be. So if you start following some of their followers, they'll start looking at what you have, you know, the things that you're tweeting about, your blogs, 
you know, check out your website. This is a great way to boost engagement with your posts and also increase traffic to your website. And with this little app called Crowdfire, essentially those who chose, you know, maybe they're dormant and not even on Twitter, but those who didn't follow you back, let's say within a week, then you can just go through the list and fire those who didn't decide to engage with your content. This is a wonderful way to build your tribe incredibly quickly like incredibly quickly. So when you said don't follow you back and fire them, do you mean you unfollow them? Yeah, you just go through and you just unfollow those who are not, you know, maybe they haven't even been on Twitter and that's kind of, an, you know, you run into that as well. But it's a great way of finding those who are already going to be interested in your specific content. Mm-hmm. So it's Crowdfire and we'll have that on the blog as well. Also, yeah. are there other tools or other strategies? Yeah, just with regards to that, Let's say you start, you know, following 500 people every couple of days. That's potentially 300 people that are going to be looking at your website. If you have a consistent profile and, you know, a professional photo, you know, great web design, your tweets are really consistent, your images have consistent branding. If you have all of that foundation and infrastructure set up, there's no reason why you can't draw that traffic to your website as well. And Twitter is amazing for that as well as have an automatic message set up. And I was really resistant towards doing this for a very long time because I felt that it was a little bit impersonal. But then I realized that I can't be everywhere. I have to accept that some things need to be automated and I still want to greet someone as though they're coming to my home. And I would always have a warm welcome and share the wonderful things that you are up to in the world. So having an automated message is a wonderful way, especially if you have a Facebook group, then you can start channeling the people from Twitter onto Facebook. And that's a place where you can really engage in a deeper way and build your tribe. So what did you put for your automatic message? So mine just, you know, is very kind, welcoming and expresses who my specific tribe is. So it's identifying and, you know, it's about soulful, heart-centered entrepreneurs. You know, if they feel that they resonate with that message, then it's for them. And they'll usually follow me onto my Facebook group. And I've actually had a large amount of people come through Twitter. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So what you're doing in your automatic message is inviting people into your Facebook groups. Is that right? I don't believe in being salesy. It's all about being soulful and, and just sharing. And I always will get warm responses saying that was such a kind message. And that's the main thing about social media is you need to be social. And so many people forget the most simple simple aspect of social media. Yeah, especially if they're focusing on sales. And so question about that, like if somebody doesn't have a Facebook group yet, is it too salesy to invite them to a free offer? Like, you know, a PDF document or a video or something like that, would that be considered too salesy? I don't think so. As long as you put it in a really natural way, you know, I think you have to ask yourself if it feels authentic or not. And if it doesn't feel authentic, then you need to change the wording and not hit send. You know, you definitely want to embrace the opportunity. And if it's coming from a really heart-centered place and it's really honest, I don't see there being a problem with that at all. Got it. And I'm recalling, I was trying to recall when I got your message, you didn't send it out right away. I think I got it a day or two later and it was kind of long, as I recall, right? It wasn't just like two lines. It was a couple paragraphs. Yeah, it was very comprehensive. I really tried to take the opportunity so that they get to know you. Just like if 
somebody was to come to your house, you really want to, it's your first impression, right? First impressions mean everything. So if you can share a little bit about yourself, that's how people are going to know whether they resonate with your message and whether they want to choose to follow you. That's so interesting because Twitter is all about brevity, right? So you would think that the message, I would think, and I think the listeners might think that the message needs to be short. But what you're saying is you really want to take that time to engage with them, share a little bit about yourself, and then give them an opportunity to engage with you further in another medium, whether it be your blog or a Facebook group or wherever you're wanting people to congregate with you next. Absolutely. Having a strategy is everything. And this is something that's so easily missed. And it's kind of like through fumbling and trying to figure out your way in the online marketing world. But having you know a plan and how you're going to choose to engage. And that's why so many people go for email marketing or just to have them on their email so they can consistently you know correspond with them. And I have found it to be so so much more genuine to have that Facebook group and being able to, you know, share things that I know will add so much value to their lives and to help them with their business, as well as create genuine friendship. And I think when you come from a place of relationship and not of business owner, that's when you really have the greatest success. I love that. Yeah, and you have such a nice warm manner and that way I think you've really, I think that really suits your personality. It doesn't suit everybody's personality, I think, but you know, because some people are a little more aloof, but definitely it does. And I do want to touch on Facebook groups, but I wanted to ask you one other question before we leave Twitter, which is something that you said about success quotes. Can you talk a little bit more about those and and how you use and move success quotes? Because you said those are one of the most viralizing kinds of things that people love success quotes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So obviously everybody loves Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins. There's a whole list. And, you know, even if you were just to go and Google success quotes, you'd get hundreds and hundreds of them and just find specific quotes that you genuinely resonate with and you enjoy and will add value. If you know that it will inspire someone, share that. And the same thing goes with little tips. I think having success tips that, you know, let's say you're a health coach. So how much water should they drink in a day? What's the best way to be nutritionally whole and balanced or get that exercise in when you're a mom of four and you're not sure when you'll have time to exercise? So as long as you come from a place of service and that's what sharing amazing tweets, you know, really are about. And it's coming from a place of value and service. And, you know, taking that time, let's say it's three hours that you spend finding amazing content to share, you know, really take that time and then put it into Twit Jukebox and it will, you know, do its thing from there. And you don't really have to worry, but it's putting that initial time in so that you get the results later. And that has resulted in, you know, about 150,000 tweet impressions a month which is a lot of people looking at your brand, you know, so it's definitely worth taking the time. So you do a mix of other people's quotes and then you make up your own. So you're saying original quotes of your own and success quotes. And do you put images on all of them? I've got some images and some that don't have images. And I don't find a difference actually with the engagement towards either of them. Yeah. So I thought that it would be more for photos more engagement, but I actually haven't found a difference. And you've been tracking that. So no difference from the photos and then the quotes. That surprises me. Yes, actually it does many people. And I find on Facebook, 
photos are definitely going to get more engagement, but on Twitter, not so much because they're just going through really quickly. Oh. Right. So, and I think it's whatever just pops up and it's easy. They, they'll click favorite or they'll, you know, choose to respond to it. And actually I've created an entire Twitter cheat sheet and it has everything from what you should be tweeting to how to really grow your tribe quickly. And I made a shortened link for that and it's www.ladiesonamission.com. So it's super easy to get to and has tons of valuable information. So ladiesonamission.com for the Twitter cheat sheet. Thank you for that. I'm going to download that myself. Yeah. You know, so that's super. Any other tips for Twitter? And also I want to know how much time you spend on this every week. So I definitely take my time every day, probably about 30 minutes. It could be more, it could be less. It's really how much time you want to invest in Twitter and you'll always get back what you put in. So I take the time to engage with people, respond to their tweets, you know, ask questions, open-ended questions. That's a great way to really boost you know, response and any sort of engagement with any tweet or just reaching out to someone and thanking them for retweeting can be a really valuable thing to do. And a lot of times we're like, oh, we don't have time. You know, there's no time to do that. But I think it's really important to make that time and show others that they are special, that you do care. And I think that reflects highly on your brand. Mm -hmm. So you put in questions to thanking someone for retweeting and favoriting. Yeah. And really, I mean, you're really in there engaging, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously I have a busy life and <laughs> so I can't be in there as much as I'd like to, but I definitely do make a point every day to go and what I call spread the love. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Any last things before we move on to the juicy Facebook group? I'd say that that's a pretty solid foundation for Twitter. And if you take those tips and tools, you should be well on your way to having a rocking Twitter tribe. I love it. So I'm just going to summarize it super quick, which is program everything into Tweet Jukebox. Use the Crowdfire app so you can see who's engaging and who's really following you. And I heard you say that you followed like 500 people a day and then you would check back to see who was engaging with you in like the next week or so. Yeah, and that's at the beginning. So yeah. it actually kind of takes off on its own after that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you have a wonderful welcome direct message, but it didn't come immediately. It came a couple days later. Why did it come a couple days later? I like to give it a little bit of time, not just, you know, follow, like, let's say they follow you back and then they check out your website and your blog. It gives them a reminder that you exist if you wait a little while. Mm. Okay, great. So that's a really warm message and it doesn't need to be short. It just needs to be soulful and social. And then mix in success quotes. They do not need to have images, whereas a lot of your other content that you're putting in from either new blog posts or old blog content will have an image. Plus, it'll have an offer that relates directly to that blog post. And then the last thing is to ask questions and to thank people for retweeting to take the time and you said that really reflects on your brand and the Twitter cheat sheet that you can get at ladiesonamission.com l-a-d-i-e-s on a mission.com so thanks for creating that thanks yeah, for creating that for us yeah so let's move on to Facebook groups so you've had some really great success now moving your Twitter followers your offer in that direct message is come join me 
on these free Facebook groups. So tell us the name of the group that you have or the groups, and then tell us a little bit about how you set up those groups and how you grow them, and then the kind of posts that you put in there. So the name of the group is Limitless Ladies on a Mission, and it's all about supporting women in their businesses, you know, really helping give them the tools that they need in order to succeed. You know, it's such an incredible way to grow a highly engaged tribe and make relationships. I have met some of the most incredible women on the face of the planet, and the things that they are doing in the world is just so inspiring. You know, I am a diehard Facebook groups fan, and it's really helped me in every sense of the word grow my business. You know, whether it's another Facebook group, and there's tons, you know, for entrepreneurship and especially women, whether you're a coach or, you know, just anything to do with online marketing. And the best way to, you know, have your brand become visible is to start sharing and think value. So find posts and maybe write mini blog posts that reflect your area of expertise and you know will genuinely help those who are scrolling through and kind of looking for answers or you know just trying to figure out what to do next in their business so if you can share something of power that's really valuable you're going to get noticed and your brand will get noticed and you'll start building that no like and trust which is so important in any business and then people will start reaching out to you and they'll start tagging you, asking you questions because they know that you'll have the answer about, you know, something specifically or they're just interested in working with you. Give me an example about like a mini blog post. What would be an example of something that you might post? And do you have these pre-set up that you post? Because I can hear people going like, oh, my God, that's so much work. And how am I going <laughs> to cut into those somebody else's group or my own group? and start writing these kind of responses. I am all about shortcuts, so I take the time and I plan. So I have on my phone, with my hashtags for Instagram as well, or my hashtags for Twitter, I have them saved, so all I have to do is copy and paste. And then I have, you know, whenever I feel inspired to write little mini blog posts, I'll write them, and I have, you know, different genres. So marketing tips, mindset tips, inspiration tips, so I've kind of broken it down so I know, and essentially it's kind of an 80-20 rule. And you have to check rules of the groups and, you know, and how, when you're allowed to share an offer. So generally it's three value posts and then you can share one of your offers. But a lot of the groups also have prompts. So in my group on Thursdays, you can share your offers and on Tuesdays you can share your Facebook group. So I try to make it as empowering for women's businesses so that they can get the results from participating in the group because my truest and most sincere goal is that they succeed and that the group genuinely helps them. You have all of this on your phone? Everything is on my phone. I could literally take off for Maui tomorrow with my phone and I could run my entire business. I don't even get it. <laughs> I'm like, where are you organizing this information on your phone with these different categories? So we heard you say you have different categories, marketing, mindset, marketing tips, mindset tips, success tips, that sort of thing. Evernote. Evernote is a godsend. Oh, okay. And I have, you know, I call it my content bank. And that's the first thing when I start working with my clients is I say, start working on your content bank now you know, so it doesn't feel overwhelming and you just invest a little bit of time every single day and that content bank will grow. And it's kind of like your bank account, as people will say, your money's in your email list. Well, your money is also in your content bank. And the more value you share with people, the more 
success you will have. That's great. So you have all of these things in different categories and then when it's appropriate, you share the, you just cut and paste with hashtags into the group. Also, is it okay to, to like repeat it? Like if somebody hasn't seen that, that it's way deep in the group and somebody asks the same question, you can cut and paste the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing, taking the time and answering questions. You know, a lot of the times people will use these groups to ask questions that they're, you know, trying to figure out whether it's, you know, how to create an amazing lead magnet. So taking that time and answering those questions really goes a long way. And so then every time you answer, then do you create a little file for those would, two? I'll, so you have all the answers that everything that you've answered? I'll usually take the time and copy it and then paste it into Evernote just so, you know, I'm not repeating the same. Because a lot of the questions are repeated quite frequently, but I always will take the time, reread it and personalize it because I don't want to be systematic or programmed. I really just want it to come from a heartfelt place and that I just want to help. And I think if you lead from a place of just wanting to help, that's really when you start getting the results in your business. That's great. So you personalize the messages that are that you've saved in Evernote. So you really are having a conversation with people. Yeah. You're not just cutting and pasting. So any other tips about that before I ask you about how you've actually gotten business from this? Because I think people want to know, well, then how does this turn into business? Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely try and have a visibility plan and I call it the visibility map and that's something I work with my clients on. So we'll pick five groups that they really want to become known in. And with those five groups, we come up with a strategy and it's usually a content strategy and it's definitely going to position them as an expert in their field. And then also you get to know the owner of the group and they're more permissive of allowing you, let's say you have a book coming out and you want to share your book. Sometimes even just sending a message to the owner just to be extra kind, conscientious is really wonderful. But take the time to read the rules because you don't want to, you know, overstep your boundaries. But usually, you know, really a lot of us that have groups are doing it to help you. So it's more like rooting you on and cheering you on when you have amazing things to offer because we want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I belong to one group that's really wonderful, but I confess I haven't been <laughs> very active in it. I sort of posted my original bio introducing myself, and then I got kind of overwhelmed, and it grew really fast, and it's really wonderful, and I see how much the owner engages and posts interesting articles and congratulates people, and, you know, it's really, I mean, she's really kind of a master at it, but how do you prevent overwhelm? Because this sounds like a lot, especially if you're in five different groups. I mean, how do you manage to keep up with each of those groups? Yeah, so another thing you just mentioned about introductions, it's so important to introduce yourself so people, you know, and that's your chance of really sharing your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, and then, you know, those who are really interested will probably pop over and like your fan page. To prevent overwhelm, Maybe you can only handle three groups, kind of figure out how much time you have in the day. If you have a VA, you delegate some of it to your VA. There's always different ways of going about it. Definitely, you know, if you are a facilitator of a group, at the very beginning, it's so important to kind of be everywhere and engage. So you have to put a lot of energy in at the beginning, but then it takes off on its own. And then you don't have to be in the group nearly as often. Mm -hmm. You know, you can probably get away with 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and having those posts, you know, ready ahead of time and, you know, you figure out you want to share 
five different posts in five groups, then it's actually, you know, all set out and it's organized. So it's not as complicated and paying attention, having an editorial calendar. So you know what groups have different prompts each day. So when you wake up, the first thing you do is you share in those groups with those prompts. So it's just a matter of being organized, you know, <laughs> it's sometimes a challenge, but if you can, you know, get the hang of it, it starts, you know, being really effortless. What you get out of it is so worthwhile. So I just want to recap that to the editorial calendar, because you mentioned like you have two days where people can one share something promotional or share their Facebook groups. So you have two days. And so other people have different rules on when you can share and what you can share. Make sure that you are up on those rules, read the rules and make sure you're up on the rules and then understand the posting rules too, right? Like when you can be promotional or not, or whatever else those rules are, and then incorporate that into an editorial calendar. So you know, which groups have which rules and have your information ready to post and or be ready to answer people's questions with pre-planned answers or brand new ones and personalize them. Yes. So let's say you have 30 minutes. You're like, oh, I've got 30 minutes. I'm going to go invest this 30 minutes into this group and this group. And, you know, anytime that you come from a place of service and that 30 minutes, you're just genuinely going there because you want to help others. It will always come back in a positive way. So tell us a couple ways that it's come back to you in a positive way, both with any kind of connections, friendships, any way that you measure that sort of circle of energy or that kind of connection and relationship? Yeah, so it's really funny because I'll just pop on one day and then there's a message. And, you know, it's someone who's like, oh, I saw your message in so-and-so group and I found it so valuable. I'm really interested in your coaching. You know, would you be interested in, you know, hopping on a call or, you know, how do I sign up? <laughs> so just kind of come in those little, I call them little miracles. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's always been really positive and, you know, people just reaching out and saying what you said was so helpful to me or, you know, really touched my heart or I found it, you know, helped me through a tough time. So, you know, it's obviously not just about business, but I try and make it as human as possible and really understanding your target audience as well and their struggles will definitely help you create, you know, really wonderful content that's definitely going to help them. Yeah. And I love that you share your struggles because I think sometimes people, especially if they're an elevated business person, may not want to share their struggles. Although there's like a whole trend going on now about sharing your struggles. So tell that's us about a time when maybe when you shared a struggle or you shared some information and very specifically, how did that turn into a client of yours since you did use the strategy to build your business in just a couple of months? Absolutely. Well, vulnerability is probably the most powerful thing on the planet. And it's because it makes you human. It shows that you have weakness too. And every person on the planet, no matter how hard they try to hide it, they have weakness. And when people read that in any shape and form, they go, oh, this person gets it. They get me. And they're probably the perfect person to help me with, you know, whatever it is that I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, finding areas that you're able and it has to be something you've healed and it's kind of the hero's journey. So it's something that you've overcame and you know that somebody else is not quite there yet, but helping them, you know, taking their hand and walking them across the bridge. So can you tell me about a time when that happened that turned into business? Um, so I'm trying to think of something specifically. 
there's quite a few posts. Oh, you don't have to list the post. I'm just curious as how it evolved. Maybe something that you shared that struck a chord with a couple of people. And then I'd love to hear about what the process was when somebody reached out to you. What was that flow like? Like what actually happened and how did it come to then you two working together? Yeah. So a huge thing that I find a lot working with female clients is self-worth and, you know, and really coming to a place of confidence. And I think we all have confidence doesn't come naturally, especially the way society is built, sometimes built against us. So I think when you share, hey, I've had moments of insecurity and, you know, this is what I did to overcome it. And that's a huge thing, which, you know, I just wrote a blog post on it. The one thing that I've noticed between someone who's largely successful and profitable in their business and someone who's not yet, maybe the person who's not is more qualified and more educated. And it comes down to the confidence that they have and the self-worth, because I truly believe your net worth reflects your self-worth. Great. So anything else that you want to add about Facebook groups? I think that pretty much sums it up. There's something that I was thinking and I lost it. And (laughs) I hate when that happens. I know. I know. I'm going to keep talking for a little bit because then you'll probably remember it. Yes. (laughs) Because that's what, you know, that's what happens, right? And then you're like, oh my God, this is what it was. Mm -hmm. So how did you figure out which groups that you wanted to be in? Like, how did you go about doing your research? to find, because there are a lot of groups out there right now. I interviewed people. So when I was first starting out in the group scene, I would reach out to someone who, you know, I noticed was super active and I started asking them questions like what their favorite groups were, what they've gotten out of it, you know, what have their results been, what did they find helpful? And then the more questions you ask, just like I strongly believe in SurveyMonkey, which is a little tool that you can use to survey your audience or your tribe, taking the time and the more that you know, the more helpful you can be. And really, we're all here to serve. So how did you find the initial people to even interview or ask? And how did you go about asking them? Just paying attention. Well, the first group I ever joined was the Female Entrepreneur Association. And then through there, I had heard about different groups. So the second one I ever joined was a coaches community. And that's when I started interviewing different people who were really active in the group. So did you interview them for your podcast or did you just interview them casually? I just sent them a message on Facebook and was like, hi, this is who I am. And, you know, just making relationships. And that's where, oh, now I remember it came to me. I knew it. (laughs) So... A lot of people are stuck in the old adage of marketing where they believe that it's about selling and it's about, you know, spamming. And this is where we've really come so far. And marketing is really about relationships and relationship building. And when you take that time and you nurture a group or nurture a human, there will always be something that comes out of that. So finding what will serve them on the highest level and then sharing that value. Hmm. So nurturing instead of marketing. So the old way is like promote, 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 mm-hmm. here's here, bye, bye, bye. And the new way, or I mean, it's not really new, but yeah. it's kind of the old new way is yeah. nurture, 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 nurture. And sometimes what you're saying is even during that nurture, it's not even necessary to sell because people are seeing your value and your confidence and what you have to offer by the way that you're nurturing. And then yes. that in turn will help feed their self-worth yeah. or whatever it is that they need 
need from you. So not, not everybody needs help first, but yeah. they might need the kind of practical strategies that you use, like when you were talking about have a visibility plan and choose those five groups or those three groups or whatever that is to really have a solid content marketing plan yeah. that you can consistently do that suits your personality and your, your time and your rhythms, right? And, you know, and that's absolutely what it is. It's, you know, coming from a place of compassion and there's, I call it my compassion compass every morning I wake up and I do a meditation where it's genuinely just asking who can I serve? Where do I need to be? And then allowing and paying attention and listening to those little clues on where you can serve on the highest level. And I think that people really see your character when you're not promoting and you're just coming from a place of serving value. It's one of those, you know, kind of a catch 22 where we think that we need to promote, but we don't actually just by sharing our value and really showing up consistently, rinsing and repeating will be noticed without having to intentionally try and will be noticed, if that makes sense. I love your meditation. I think it's really, you know, I'm just back from Bali. <laughs> One of the things that really struck me there was their deep intentionality that they are so focused on, yes, the gods, but really to each other too, which was really beautiful to see that they really are coming from that place of, you know, deep seeing each other in a very sort of natural way. But going back to what you said in terms of your compassion compass, that you ask the question in your meditation, who can I serve and where do I need to be? I love that that's both practical and like it's deeply rooted in both, how shall I say, like the ethers, but it's also like really practical. And grounded. And, and grounded. So it's both. You've got both ends of the spectrum. Like who can I serve? Like you don't know. You don't know what's out there. But then you ask, well, where do I need to be? It's like, I don't know, you know, and then trusting that that's going to show up. Like that where you need asking where you need to be. And I love that you're giving and then you're asking, which is really a beautiful you know, flip side of the coin, but you're not begging. There's no begging. Yeah. Curiosity is the gateway to anything magical in the whole world. I think when we come from an inquisitive place, there's just magic that unfolds. And, you know, just having that heart that's purely coming from a place of compassion, there will always be blessings. And, you know, just like an affirmation, when you set that intention and by trusting and asking, you're setting an intention and your subconscious mind will pay attention to, you know, different things that are happening in the day and really guide you to where you're needed. That is wonderful, Lisa. I love that. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing your strategies and also in the way in which you did it that is so heartfelt and also really practical, you know, that kind of combination. I think you really are embodying that. And that's a wonderful example for people listening that both of those things can be embodied at the same time, that you can be enormously compassionate and offer value and be this person who people want to hang out with. And it can also be really practical and needs to be practical, you know, in order to get implemented 
on this earthly plane, which is what we were exactly. living. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And I do want to just repeat your quote because I wrote it down. It's really wonderful. I've been taking notes on a piece of paper so you don't hear me typing this whole time. <laughs> you know, the one thing that you said is, who can I serve and where do I need to be? And then the quote that I want to end with before, but I do want to say your website before we end with this last quote, which is, Limitless Ladies on a Mission, right? Yeah, if you're going to look for the group, it's LimitlessLadiesOnAMission.com. And then my website is LisaLynnAdams.com. L-I-S-A-L-Y-N-N-A-D-A-M-S.com. And your quote that I want to share, unless there's something else that you want to add, is curiosity is the gateway to anything magical in the world. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Any last words you want to end or would you like to end there? Oh, I think that's beautiful. You know, having that mind like a child is just taking in everything is how you really advance yourself on this earth plane that you said. (laughs) Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you being our guest today, Lisa. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. It has been so lovely. Hop on over to BeAMediaDarling.com for any of the resources that we mentioned in this episode and also for free goodies. You'll also find over there some surprises because I would love to be able to delight you. Thanks so much for listening to the Be A Media Darling podcast with me, Susan Harrow. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And remember, speak your mind, stand your ground, sing your song. I look forward to meeting you.